band a band. I, mean, I don't I know. We yeah. can, I don't know. I figure we can step up our game a little bit. I still say we go back to the sitar and just the sitar. <laughs> was it the, uh, no, no. Didgeridoo. Wall, wall, the didgeridoo. Let's, 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 let's leave that on the yeah. table. We'll figure it out if we got the budget for it for 2022. The didgeridoo that, the, Nissan Nerd. <laughs> theme song that's what we need to do so. do you think that guy's still alive the guy we saw with the didgeridoo like well, what, what's the life expectancy of a didgeridoo person i Just think based... like, <laughs> like old blues people from like the 40s who were like you know tripped out they... on like heroin and stuff yeah, yeah these guys have their own thing like i don't know didgeridoo what is all right they, they've they've seen some things man that's all, that's all i'm gonna say uh, they've gone to the dark side of the moon yeah good point <laughs> all right um we are back live again mike uh this is episode yes. number 38 for us here on yeah, the nissan nerd podcast checklist mm-hmm. um if you are following along um thank you for joining us today uh we've got a lot to cover today mike uh in nissan news a lot of stuff has happened yep. some good some bad we're definitely going to talk about all that here today give them the lineup mike d let's go for it all right guys on this episode of the nissan nerd podcast infinity marks its birthday by debuting its brand origin series we'll talk about that later we're going to give you details about the nissan gtr retiring from the super gt 500 class miles you've got that article and then later on we're going to talk about some amazing deals that we've made as part of uh, our time as enthusiasts, as part of our back alley chat. So uh, that is coming up. Uh, stick with us here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that song gets shorter and shorter every time we play it. So. Well, that's, well, that's good. Then I mean, if we're uh, if uh, it's we're, are, are you saying you're not dreading it as much if it's if it's becoming shorter or I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just getting used to it. I mean, it's my theme song for everything. I actually <laughs> drive up to the club with that song playing. Shut up. <laughs> for one, I don't go to the club as much, and then uh, for two, uh, the sound system if it's if it's other than stock, I mean, I'm pretty much just rocking yeah. it out of the tape deck, the pullout yeah. tape deck from the 1980s. Yeah, that's yeah. what we roll these days. So. Before we start, Miles, I want to let you know that um, I fell for it once again. The, oh, go on. What do you got? So a week and a half ago, you call me and you say, hey, Mike, uh, you know, how about we go get some dinner and talk about the podcast? You know, business stuff, behind the scenes type of stuff. Oh, I, yeah. This I, is how yeah. I get you every time. Yeah, Come see, on. I fell for it again. I pull up to your house and you're like decked out and like the the jeans with and they get the chain. I never knew you had a chain for your jeans and then you got it's the like, dog. Now, it's the not a po- chain for the jeans, it's, Mike. It's, from and I realize again we've discussed this where all your clothes are you know from car shows. Yeah, I know from car shows at Walmart <laughs> and a combination and and I'm not too far off I'm like I only oh, buy exclusively Dickies and which is still at Walmart anyway yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but um no I'm like a I'm a chain wallet 
steel-toe boots kind of dude, and that's just how I've always been and lived my life. But yeah, I guess I dragged you out to a nightclub to um, broaden your horizons. Is what you I you did, man. I don't know. I was going to ask you was was this was it planned? So for those of you with us, thank you for being here. Miles took me to a Casualties concert, which is. I mean, on the scale of punk level concerts, how would you rank it, Miles? I would, I would imagine they're probably up there. They're pretty hot. Uh, I would say that's a solid seven uh, yeah. for the casualties. They've been around for a hot minute and known Amazing for getting time. some uh, some good physical activity in the middle of the uh, of the show, yeah. as far as like a good mosh pit and whatnot. So yeah, we uh, had a good time, and yeah. I'm I'm glad you had an opportunity to attend. Yeah, because uh, quite honestly, um, you need a little thrashing every once in a while. <laughs> you know? I tell you what, I, I did enjoy myself. Um, I saw a lot of people just having a time of their lives, uh, people discovering, like, yeah, these kids, like teenagers, I mean, just kind of just, you see, you saw them having that formative moment in their lives, being on stage and jumping into the crowd, you know, that, that they're never going to forget that, you know, and it, it's going to, for the days after that, it's going to become yeah. more and more of their personality, which I saw a lot of people having some great moments out there. So I appreciate you taking me. Yeah, you know, it's all about getting in the pit and showing some love. I wish you would have had a facial scar, quite honestly, from something <laughs> like that, because that's something you definitely do not forget. Um, quite honestly, I, I wish I had more facial scars. Um, you know, you know, be like a like a, a person on the, on the season of Lost or something. Wow, that's an old reference. But yeah, just something like that or an eye patch. I mean, who doesn't look cool with an eye patch? I'm just throwing it out there. So yeah, uh, yeah, moving yeah. on with our lives i'm glad you didn't get hurt mike i hope you learned something um yep. and uh maybe next time we'll uh we'll get you a little deeper in the uh, uh deeper down the rabbit hole so yeah yeah all right it was we'll a lot of on. fun man so before we get into anything else uh we do have to do our traditional salute uh to those in the nissan family whom we wish good health and to those that we remember a little kampai kampai Shh, actually, Thanks, speaking guys. of that, am I Mr. K Glass? Hmm. Mm. Ah, oh, All man. right. Well, Mike, uh, let's see here. We've got a lot to come over today. I think you were first up on the articles. Drop it on him, man. Let's go for it. Uh, so I'm going to share this this uh, this site with you. Uh, but uh, um, let me go and add it here. Let's see. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm in my 50s. Uh, what, what? Yeah, there you go. All right. Now, November this month marks the 32nd birthday of Infinity launching as a brand. Uh, of course, Infinity's been around by by these uh, by today's standards. Infinity is a staple and it is the luxury brand of 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 Nissan. But uh, to commemorate uh, its 32nd birthday through uh, their news channel, InfinityNews.com, they've made a brand origin series, and it's an eight-part series, and it's set to reveal the founding principles, to kind of reiterate what the founding principles of Infinity and what they are. Uh, when I saw origin series, I had to tell myself, it's this is not a superhero movie, by the way. It seems like uh, everybody's using that. <laughs> We need a backstory. All right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm going to just let this up. Honestly, man, I, I got a chance. This is 
an eight-part series. Each episode is five minutes long. So in total, you know, it's a 40-minute documentary that talks about Infinity's beginnings. And it came from uh, essentially narrated by a guy named uh, Dean Leathers, who at the time was the Infinity product specialist, which is more like a communication role. And uh, he was part of the original Infinity launch team. And so he has firsthand knowledge of everything that was going on behind the scenes. And honestly, the the narration, uh, the video, uh, all the videography, it was beautifully done, man. It was I actually they kind of it, it literally drew me in after every episode. I, I literally binged these things back to back, um, you know, gave me an hour and, and I did it. So uh, for any of you guys that are Infinity fans uh, or are curious about how Infinity got started in the U.S., uh, you need to, you owe it to yourself to check this this series out though. Um, I don't want to give all of it away, honestly. I'm not even going to read from the site. I'm just going to let you know the high points, the things that I really enjoyed from these videos. That really, dude, the guy's learning out. I mean, it just this he's speaking my language, man. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's um, cool. If they put that much involvement in. I love the I love when you can take something and break it up into like a little mini series, and it just it gives them an opportunity to really get in depth. While while not dare I say be boring about it or being too long winded. Um, You know, I I had a chance to peruse through some of it. I'm only about halfway. I enjoyed it. Um, You know, and the nice thing, it was, it was fully attainable. This is definitely something you can check out um, right there on infinitynews.com. And it, you know, check it out while you can, because you never know. Sometimes this stuff kind of has a tendency to disappear over time, or you got to go hunt for it later on. Check it out while you can. It's definitely yeah. worth the read. Get up on your infinity knowledge. Yeah, I wanted to share a few things, man. A lot of things I didn't know about this too. And if again, I'm I'm going to paraphrase a lot of this though. But did you know that there was what's called a Horizon Task Force, which was a one-year study? about the viability of a Japanese luxury car in the U.S. This is a study that Infinity did before even getting started, before even announcing themselves as a brand. They had to make sure that it was feasible to actually have a successful luxury car uh, in Japan. Uh, they really explained how um, they, they were looking at all the German luxury cars and all the American luxury cars. And he goes, Let the, we didn't want to... Out- Literally, I'm paraphrasing here, but they would say, you know, we don't want to out-German the Germans. We don't want to out-British the British <laughs> when it comes to these American cars. We want to be decidedly our own and, and, and to be different. And uh, uh, really, really cool about how uh, they defining luxury as uh, respect for your time, respect for the customer's time, making the better use of their customer's time. That was one of their principles of defining uh, luxury. So, um uh, really cool. Uh, they were actually really centric about the human experience as the customer. They would call their customers honored guests and uh, the way they would treat them at the dealership. It wasn't about a – it wasn't the transaction. Uh, they said up until this time, uh, even with luxury brands, uh, the relationship between a salesman and a customer was purely transactional. It was just just numbers, get it over with. But what, what Infinity did as part of this launch, this brand launch, was to really make it about their experience, to make them feel like they were, again, this honored guest. That was a very uh, reoccurring theme throughout all these videos. So um, they talk about the Q45, which is really, really cool. Of course, that was their flagship, the first Infinity model that they had. And they talk about 
elegance through simplicity. Man, had these amazing quotes throughout this entire time. But again, elegance through simplicity uh, and exhilaration without the fear factor. That was kind of cool, too. It, it kind of gives you an idea of what they were really shooting for, even performance-wise from the Q45, though. But uh, anyway, if you are a fan of Infinity, um, or even if you're uh, an Infinity salesman, I would definitely encourage you to to watch these things. I think you can learn a lot about it, especially have a, a little bit of a history course on how Infinity uh, kind of launched and what its main pillars and what its principles were. So, um Definitely worth a watch. Highly recommend this thing, man. Nice, good, uh, yeah. good find, man. So, yeah, for the again, for those that get a chance, uh, an opportunity to check that out, you can do it through the Infinity News website. Uh, we'll probably throw a link up here in the Nissan Nerd Podcast. You can check out on Facebook yep. as always. Um, so jump in on that. Um, now we also got some additional news, some big news that actually came down the pipeline just in the last day or so. Um, some big news from Nismo, uh, Nissan North America. So um, I'll actually show this uh, real quickly. And Mike, meow, meow, meow. Let me show everybody with this. But we actually got some really good, uh, well, some new news that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, from the uh, from the Nissan uh, global page from the newsroom. So apparently there's going to be a change for the Super GT 500 class series for uh, going from this point on for 2022. So Nissan will not be putting uh, any GTRs or the R35 GTR into the 2022 GT 500 class for Super GT, mm-hmm. which is kind of... Uh, I don't know. To me, it's either uh, something that's just a huge uh, change or that's going to tell us that there's something different that's definitely coming down the pipeline. I'm not going to speculate too much on that. We'll talk about that here in just a few moments. But yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of history with the GTR and the... um, uh, within the uh, Super GT series, and I'm just going to go a little down the list. But yeah. is it, it, and I'm taking away from the uh, the story here and a few other stories we read for the information. But it's basically been victorious a total of 41 times over 14 competitive seasons, uh, which is the record for the most number of wins for a model, any model in the GT500 in history at this time. Mm. So. Uh, it's, that's uh, competing in 113 races, pole positions 36 times, 41 victories, uh, five driver champions, um, and then four team champions, uh, one, two, three finishes twice. Oh, wow. <laughs> which, uh, really? Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. Now, so for those that are getting worried, again, this is in the 500 class. Nissan will still continue um, to uh, run the GTR in the 300 classes, which you and I talked about here over the last few episodes, which is still strongly heavy um, in the 300 class, which over the last few years uh, was kind of interesting to see the GTR make its way into the 300 classes. We were used to seeing like the Z competing or something of that caliber in the Nissan line competing in the 300 series. The 500 typically was reserved for the, um, the GTR, but I mean, with this coming out, Mike, I, I mm-hmm. don't know. I, I've, I, I've had a lot of reservations. I've had a lot of questions or concerns. Yeah. So, uh, there's rumors that a new GTR is coming out. 
that's pretty quick yes, between yes. the race series for that to happen. So I think that we're not going to see a new GTR comp- compete in the GT500. So which leads me to believe maybe the new Z is either going to be fielded in the 500 class, which would be yeah. pretty amazing, or um, they're just not going to run the 500 class and step into the 300 class and concentrate on something else. I would like to think that it's the first proposal that you made. I mean, I can't imagine, like you mentioned, you, you mentioned Nissan's history with the GT500 class. I, I can't imagine them backing out now. Even if they wanted to back out, I would imagine they would have they would have done that at the as soon as the, the 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 pandemic hit you know what i mean they would have used the reason to really justify backing out so i really hope that what they're doing is just leaving that spot open for some news that we should be getting hopefully in the next couple of weeks a couple of months from now uh involving the new z taking its place um i'm gonna play dumb for a second here just you know the GT500 class, that is, it compared, comparing to the GT300, the 500 class is the, the higher class. Is that correct? Is that, that is correct. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, and, and for just quick schooling on Super GT, and for those that don't get a chance to check out that series, we obviously talk about it because it's really high-performance racing. Um, It's obviously been a series that's been going on for a long time, and Nissan's taken a, a huge part of it there in Japan. And quite honestly, they do very well. Uh, every year, uh, they, they put a lot of financial backing into it for Nissan to be part of that. Um, but again, the 500 series is the, the upper scale, yeah. if you will, um, in that, and the 300 is the, the smaller class. That's all defined by displacement and I believe wheelbase and some other things as well. So, okay. um, that's what got me to think though, too, you know, I mean, it's actually really surprising to me then. Cause you know, if you Compared the Z to the GTR, the GTR has always seemed to be even just based on price point alone, it's been that that flagship. But the fact that they're keeping it in the 300 ranks and they're using potentially not official yet the new Z as the the higher class, that's a uh, that's impressive at least to me. I mean, I, that's a pretty bold change, you know. You I think, think you get to a yeah. point, yeah, and, and it's just like we'll take NASCAR for instance. Here, they're all running two chassis, horrible, horrible, like, okay. and it's like Toyota. I know horrible reference, but you'll see on the front of that like this all-out car, it's Toyota Camry, and you're just like, uh, that sure. is not a Toyota Camry, Chevy uh-huh. Lumina. I'm like, that is no Chevy Lumina. <laughs> I mean, by the time they take the development that they put into these cars. I mean, really, anything could be feasible. They had pretty good success with the Zs. Uh, we're talking the Z33 chassis uh, when they came mm-hmm. out. They ran in Super GT. I mean, uh, some of the Motul and the Zanavi ones that came out were still to this day legendary. Um, you know, um, the Advan ones. I mean, they, they were just historic cars uh, that I that I still have collectibles on, and I still have all the data and the footage and the and the racing on dvd from um because it was just so good at that time so to see a z step into the 500 class for super gt i i I think you're right i I think that's probably the way this it's going to go now it's going to be really interesting to see how nissan spends their money for 2022 in the racing as we kind of window as the racing seasons uh begin to die down and and uh and go through you know nissan will probably put its official um money uh how they're going to put into motorsports they call it their motorsports budget internally um we usually see that around april 
Um, so that's when you see what Nissan's going to be doing for collectively uh, assisting with uh, uh, car shows, events, merchandising, marketing, marketing, and the motorsports budget is part of that. You know, they, they typically look at that. And that's usually when we'll talk about how Nissan is spending that motorsport dollar and okay. what they're putting it into it. Me personally, I say, hey, continue with the Super GT, grassroots, baby. Put that Z in everything stateside um, <laughs> that it can, you know. I mean, really get into the SCCA uh, support. You know, at that level, um, yeah. I, I really want to see more of the Rebel Rally stuff. You know, I know it's not the Z we're talking about, yeah. but I really want to see the motorsports budget stretch between that. I want to see the new Frontier and stuff. I want to see the new Z and stuff. But, you know, that's just me, uh, how Nissan chooses to spend its its dollars. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's up to them, you know. So, um, you know, uh, we've uh, we haven't totally ignored the chat, but we got a lot of people that are hitting us up right now. We do we probably need to uh, talk about that here for a let's, second. Yeah, let's take a moment here and, and connect with you guys online again. Thanks for being here. Uh, we have really just breezed through these first two articles, so let's get back to uh, to you guys. Of course, we've got Amon <laughs> in the house saying what's happening. Uh, we got Orlando saying. Miles is looking extra hot today. Now, hot because you're wearing a jacket, or is he coming on to you? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I was going to call you out on on your attire. That that jacket, uh, I think you wore that uh, to the last car meeting we were we were at. That, that's fairly new. I haven't seen you with that before. Well, I'll have you know that this is an. And I sound like such a trendy, but. Uh, <laughs> All right, this is a. I actually got this from our good friend uh, Steve Yeager um, from oh. uh, Nissan. Uh, from Nissan, uh, he retired, and he says, "You know what? I don't need this old stinky jacket and old stinky clothes." So he gave me his hand-me-downs like I'm his little brother. And uh, <laughs> well, honestly, I absolutely love this jacket, and uh, to me, it has some history to it. And honestly, I love Steve too as well, so I wear it with pride. And uh, yeah, so I'll go ahead and take it off since it's such a talking point. And, uh, <laughs> You're gonna. It. You don't want to distract everybody watching with us. I don't want to distract from my hotness, but uh, yes, thank <laughs> you uh, for mentioning my hotness, Orlando. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, going back to your Infinity article, Dan uh, Zubkov, uh, who is a roadster god, uh, by the way. Good luck on. Uh, he's finishing out his massive roadster garage slash uh basically it's probably a museum to everything that's that's roadster out there whenever i have a roadster question i call fair lady roadster yeah but he uh mentioned he goes the uh m30 rocks in the for your infinity article which i would agree it's pretty good m30 Mm -hmm. was good one of my favorite Infinities that everybody seemed to not want to talk about that i really enjoyed because i drove the piss out of one one time was the uh, m45 it was a fat mm. beast of a car, you know. Um, it was yeah. towards the, uh, the the last days of all the M series at that time, and okay. you just got a, a big old engine. You got a big old fat body, and um, it handled pretty decently. It would get up and go, but it was still like one of those like semi VIP style Japan cars that I really enjoy. So just something to kind of talk about. Uh, let's see who else we got. Um, Caleb actually chimed in here. We're talking about the Super GT article. Considering Toyota uses the Supra for the GT500 series, it would make sense for the Nissan Z to face off against it. Face off. Yeah. Yeah. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. 
Um, Supra's competing in the 500 series. They actually have not been doing bad this year. Um, Z Nissan hasn't been doing bad either. But, yeah, it, it's going to be kind of a toss-up. So it's interesting to see if – I can't see Toyota bumping down the Supra for anything else and their lineage right now because I don't see anything hot that's coming out of Toyota right now as far as sports cars other than the Supra because they've kind of made their bed with that and they're kind of just – laying in it but that's just mm -hmm. my two cents unless i don't see anything else that's coming down the pipeline so miles has a uh, guest spot on the uh, toyota nerd podcast next week what is it uh, i'd be uh, stoned so i would literally be tied up and stoned at every so car bludgeoned so hit, bludgeon. hit with really with big effing rocks yeah <laughs> i would just be hit with old carburetor old nissan carburetors and that's it just, that's it Urgh, alternators so that's it um, oh, all right so cool. let's move on down the line we got more to cover mike um it's about time for you to knock out news in 60 seconds so we can stay on task hit it we do we do all right let me go ahead and share my screen on this one guys uh, of course uh what we like to do with every episode is is cover as many topics as we can uh can't do all of them so we like to do a flash round of some other nissan news happening this week so let's go ahead and hit it uh, i'm going to go ahead and give you uh the best uh, fastest rendition as I can. So let's go ahead and go with it. Uh, first one here. Reservations are now open for the new 2023 Nissan Aria electric crossover. Uh, of course, we've talked about this many, many times. Uh, this is uh, since the uh, Nissan Leaf. This is the next uh, all electric uh, vehicle making its way. There are four models available uh, that you can make uh, or pick out of your reservation lineup. Uh, MSRP starts at four. Sorry, the reservation MSRP starts at forty-five nine fifty. Moves on up from there. Uh, just a quick reminder: three hundred miles on a full charge. That's what they're advertising. The first ten thousand reservations that are made be between now and the end of January qualify for a free two-year EVgo membership plus $500 in charge credits. So a little bit of a perk. I mean, an extra 500 bucks for trying to get in the door early with the uh, the new Aria. So I want to go ahead and just give them quick shout-outs. What's the MSRP? How much is it going to run me? And what is the payment plan? Lola? What's the payment? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Let's move on. Let's go with the uh, next article here, the 2022 Nissan Rogue will feature Nissan's all-new 1.5-liter variable compression turbo engine. Uh, you know, now, it's been a, that engine uh, has been in development for a long time, man. You and I have yes. talked about that for a while. We've yep. seen it, you know, like them showing it off and doing all this crazy stuff. It's about, I, I kind of figured that it was going to make its way into something that's flagship. Yeah. But I'm really interested to see um, how this is going to play out, you know, so. What's really cool about this too, Miles, is that, yes, you are absolutely right. We've talked about these variable, com variable compression turbo engine for a while. Now, it, it, that, that, um, configuration uh debuted in 2019 with the uh infinity uh class uh, uh qx50 uh Correct. yeah as a, a four-cylinder as a two-liter four-cylinder uh since then you know it has won numerous awards uh it has best in class engine fuel economy and best in class torque uh this is an all-new engine that's made in tennessee now 
these numbers, I want to I want to let you know about this engine, this 1.5 liter. So it's a smaller engine as as opposed to the two liter that we've talked about in the past. Um, compared to what the the Rogue has now, it gives you an 11 percent increase in horsepower, up to 201 horsepower. It's got 225 pound feet of torque, which is a 24 percent increase. That's a huge jump in torque. Uh, 33 miles to the gallon. That's an extra three miles uh maximum you know miles gallon here's the tricky part i didn't read this this is the last thing i read and it was really really cool this is a three cylinder miles this is a 1.5 liter three cylinder variable compression turbo uh car uh the two liter we've always talked about in the past was a four cylinder so they've taken that same design shrunken it down essentially just cut a cylinder off if you think about it and uh it's what they call the most advanced engine Nissan has ever produced in the United States. So it's going in the new road. Cylinder. They done stole my cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on a, I'm honestly, I'm curious now I, I've, I've driven in the, the infinity that had this engine, the four cylinder version. Uh, I'm curious to see what, what it's like to be in a three cylinder engine like this, because I'm sure you remember this too. When you're in a four cylinder engine and let's say you just turn the AC on, you you can tell how much you drag, the power sucking. yeah, the rob, yeah, yeah. It, to me, I'm curious, what does that do to a three cylinder, man? I mean, like at least an idle. I mean, you especially when you're at a stoplight, you you know when the AC compressor's on. So I'm a little, I want to know what, what it's like with this with this new Rogue, man. Personally, I'm telling you, we're like years away from going to like cylinders that are shaped as big as basketball hoops that are just like two strokes, <laughs> and we're just going back to that, and we're just like, what? We're, we're doing two strokes again? All right, whatever. So exactly. I don't think anymore, man. Everything's getting crazy, but yeah, that's ins- that's pretty intense that they. They went to these three cylinders. Um, you know, it makes the. Uh, can I just say one thing? Every time yeah. you buy that spark plug box, you're just gonna have that one extra bastard that's left <laughs> over that you, you're gonna be kicking around for like the next six months until you do the next change. You know that, what I mean? that one extra you get. They give you a spare. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Throw it in your glove box. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I Volkswagen made a five cylinder, and I used to always change out the wife's spark plugs on that thing yeah. when we first started dating. And it was like you'd always have that stupid box the, left over, and stupid because the math wasn't right. Yeah, the they're messing with everybody's like, OCD, man. I know it's like it's like the hot dog and the hot dog buns. There's freaking eight hot dogs in the yeah. package, and there's six buns. For real, can you guys just have a meeting and make that happen? <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, moving it on with our lives. Satisfy a lot. Yes. I got one more <laughs> or two more for you, Miles, as part of our uh, news uh, before, in 60 I, seconds. before I wanted to, and I'm just gonna drop a rumor on you real quick. Gone is okay. gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> I'm gonna throw a rumor on you, but I heard that the Nissan Leaf um, okay. is actually going to do potentially transition to a midsize SUV. That is the rumor I heard just mm. the other day. Um, there's a little news about it, but not enough to where I feel comfortable standing on that just right now. That yeah. was all. I'm just going to throw that in your court in case somebody wants to talk about it in the feed. Boom. Interesting. You can, go on to Interesting. Your next, you can go on to your next article. That was okay. It. Okay. Now, the, speaking of rumors, I do have one more for you. This is not official, but uh, there was a leak. Uh, supposedly, this was based on a Facebook post. Uh, they're saying that Nissan uh, sent out emails to its dealerships just this morning uh, regarding reservations for the new Z car 
and they're saying that it's going to be uh, currently stands. It's not confirmed, but you should dealerships should expect to accept officially Z reservations uh, to begin sometime after January 3rd. So essentially first thing uh, 2022 dealerships should be able to start taking in reservations for the new Z, which is very exciting. Of course, I heard they were already taking them now and you didn't know if that was true. And it it was BS and, I heard you know people would show like receipts of you know like a hundred dollars well, or a thousand dollars. I'm like, there's so much like weird news going on, but it's good to know that we have some official news, or official potential official rumors. Uh, official rumors. It's like oxymoron. Yeah, I know. It does. Yeah, it kind of just oxymoron. No, but, yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice to know that that's coming out. So yeah, all right. It definitely is, and I know in the past we've talked about this about we 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 actually thought that reservations were going to be get to were to begin uh this month actually but it, it's not the case so in this case that that rumor is being bumped to january but and then you are right though there have been a number of reports about dealerships accepting money deposit money for the new z although it's not an official reservation list read you know just local dealerships across the country are just trying to be just just creative. I mean, being capitalist saying, Hey, we'll take your money. Sure. Yeah. You want to come in sooner? That's fine. You know, we'll just make an advanced list, you know, uh, at least locally, you'll be the first on your block to, to grab one, I guess, regardless. I promise you, sir, you will be the first. And <laughs> I promise you, sir, you will be the next. <laughs> All right. Let's go down the line here. You got some additional, we got some other uh, happy news uh, and a little sad news that we have to talk about here, but uh, I'll let you take the first. Uh, we yep. got a birthday to recognize, right? Yes, we do. This week is the 85th birthday of Peter Brock. Uh, Peter Brock, of course, uh, a not only a Nissan Datsun uh, pioneer, just trailblazer, just for the automotive industry as a whole. Uh, Peter Brock has been very, very influential for for many, many cars, both uh, American and and import. Uh, of course, the '63 Corvette split window was his creation uh, when he was with GM as a teenager. That was one of his creations. He moved on to Shelby. Shelby American and was responsible for the Shelby Daytona. But most importantly, we're talking about the man who, who put a, together BRE, Brock Racing Enterprises. Uh, of course, a he brought Dotson a number of victories uh, with the 510 and with the uh, S30 chassis uh, Z car. Uh, SCCA champion, uh, was it seven? I think it was like three years in a row, early 70s. Uh, I think later on with the 510 as well. Um BRE is still in operation. Actually, if you go to uh, this is his Facebook here, Peter Brock Designs, and then you also also have a BRE um, company page. Uh, still kicking, man. Always doing business. We see him. We've seen him at at ZCon actually just this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Got to see the guy again, and he's just a, a great to be around. I mean, uh, just want to say happy birthday to the guy, and I just wish him hope, uh, wish him the best, and hope he's in good health, and we hope to see him again in these future, uh, future Z-Cons to come. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So, um, a little bit of bad news. Uh, well, unfortunate news, uh, that of the recent passing of the legendary Bob Bondurant. Um, and let me, uh, go ahead, Mike. Gotcha. 
Yeah. All right. So I uh, wanted to talk, take a little bit of time for those that didn't know. Uh, unfortunately, Bob Bondurant did pass away this last week. Um, he did pass away at the age of 88 at his home in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Uh, for those that are unaware of Mr. Bondurant's uh, history, um, he was... Uh, in short, a legend. Uh, he's the only American to bring home a world title um, for, um, uh, and uh, he was also uh, inducted into the uh, into ten separate um, halls of fame. Uh, wow! For those that don't know, yeah, um, he's widely considered one of the most iconic. Uh, race car drivers of the 60s and to present day as well. Um, for those that don't know as well, he had a school, uh, the Bob Bondurant School uh, uh, School of Racing. And um, let me see here. He trained over 500,000 people um, worldwide to race safely um, at his location. Some of those are Nicolas Cage. Um, obviously, a lot of the staff from the most recent uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie. Um, tons of uh, uh, celebrities. And then, of course, tons of regular Joes like myself who just wanted to learn something from, uh, from a legend like this. Um, there was a recent quote on his website that I really uh, did enjoy as of late. Um, it said, my life has been lived in two halves. The first becoming a world champion driver. The second was touching the world, teaching the world to become champions. Um, wow. So that's on the uh, official uh, driving school page. Um, for those that haven't, uh, don't know the history of Bob Bondurant and um, Dotson, um, he was um uh, originally, when he was starting up his driving school, he reached out to Dotson, who was still a up-and-coming um, uh, brand at that time, and started uh, utilizing the uh, Roadster and the and the Z early on in, in uh, that uh, in his driving school. Um, we've actually posted up. Um, two really good articles about that. One is the Tale of the Bondurant 240Z. The other one is the Bob Bondurant pages. Uh, that's actually available from the Dotson, um, from uh, from Bob's personal, uh, excuse me, Mr. Bondurant's personal collection. But the Tale of the Bondurant 240Z is a, an article we threw up under Z Stories. Um, that is really detailed, and I really enjoy that. Um, there's a lot of people's mention also from the old sport compact cars like Dave Coleman. Uh, if you get an opportunity, it's just a, it's a really good read. Um, and uh, it does talk a lot about the intricate details with the, uh, with the Dotson involvement that he had uh, for those number of years um, after his uh, crash, um, his horrific crash that he had in the sixties. But again, um, it's just a, a, an unfortunate event that he would be passing away, but at uh, 88, he definitely lived a life that uh, we will definitely be talking about for a long time. I um, mean, he will be missed. Rest in peace. Our condolences, of course, to the Bondurant family. Uh, rest in peace, Bob Bondurant. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. You want to move on with motorsports? Uh... I do. I do. I do. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the next thing here. Uh, speaking of motorsports, uh, we did talk about Super GT and how things are changing up, but we also do want to talk about uh, what's currently happening in Super GT. Uh, round seven of Super GT recently um, did um, just wrap up in the last week. 
uh, before last week, and I want to talk to you a little bit about it. So, uh, in the background, I'll be I'll be showing you round seven of 2021 Super GT um, that happened in Moteji uh, just this uh, past week. Um, a few things that I wanted to mention here is an outstanding. Um, job for the Calsonic Impul GTR team um, who on Saturday's practice uh, that was 11-6 they mm -hmm. actually uh, did their practice uh, ended up in 11th place in qualifying uh, they put a really good effort forth and came into fourth um, finishing out in Saturday's qualifying in Sunday's race um, they actually put a little bit more on the table and they ended up finishing in third so Calsonic Impul GTR again nice. one of my favorite teams out there um, for those that don't know I am a huge Calsonic Impul fan amazing to see um, them come up in third um, especially in round seven with one more race coming down the pipeline um, it's really I hope they continue on with um, with fielding uh, a car for next year. So uh, I'm thinking if we see a Calsonic uh, Z, that would be extremely interesting for next year. So um, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I, I don't think anybody knows anything right now. Right now they're still focused on what the job that they have in front of them, which is finishing strong for the upcoming round eight. So going into uh, GT300 class, um, I did want to draw some attention to one of our favorite teams, uh, which was the Realize um, uh, Nissan Automobile Technical College GTR. Mm. Um, coming into practice, um, same thing. It, it, they were they did very. Uh, they started working their way up, holding back their speed, and and finished strong. In ultimately Saturday's practice, uh, they came in a little behind at pacing at uh, 15th place in mm. qualification uh, they ended up moving up the ranks into 7th place and then wow. uh, when wow. the, on race day um, Sunday uh, they actually finished out in 3rd um, again really strong commitment uh, by the Nissan teams uh, for those that didn't get an opportunity to check those out I would highly recommend going back and watching those we'll obviously put a link up on those um, with uh, with everything that happened and all the uh, the outcomes from the drivers and the team managers, uh, but again, uh, kudos you know to finish third in both those places for mm -hmm. both uh, 500 and 300. Um, I, I'm truly impressed and I'm glad that we uh, had an opportunity to put our best foot forward. Going into the last round, uh, this will be round eight at Fuji. That happens. The 27th and the 28th, uh, that'll be the final race uh, for Super GT for 2021. Um, we will be obviously putting up links on the uh, Nissan Nerd Facebook page. Highly recommend you watch it. Obviously, we'll give you a summation of everything that happened. Um, and also, just go back and watch the racing. Um, it was a really good race this round seven. Highly competitive. I feel like Nissan really pulled it out. Uh, go back and watch it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah. But very cool. Very cool. Yeah, you said going from 15th to 7th in the GT500 mm -hmm. class. Team. Yeah. We've been you've been talking about that uh, technical college. Uh, uh, well, I mean, last year they, last year yeah. they they kicked ass. They they took the whole thing, and uh, this year they're they're still 
doing well. Uh, they're they're very competitive. So, and that's what you can only ask for for a team. You know, wins are great, but staying competitive, um, staying in the points, that's always mm-hmm. uh, sometimes what you what you need to finish strong at the end. So, yeah. Side notes: um, I was distracted by the uh, the umbrella girls there. Would you say that the umbrella uh, umbrella girl concept started at GT five hundred or GT class? You think Super GT uh... or? I don't know, you know where did, what was the first time you saw uh, an umbrella girl side note just all man we're talking 60s brother i mean because okay. that's when it started back in those days i mean they would have um you know it was all about product placement you'd have a sponsor come out they want pretty girls and next thing you know you're having ladies in bikinis and that's how it it's kind of always gone i think japan um uh, has just kind of carried on that and the rest of the world just kind of has a has either done it. You still see it in F1. Um, you've seen some Red Bull girls um, and some other stuff. I mean, Sometimes, but uh, yeah. let's not take away from the drivers who put everything toward, not to, you know, yes. uh, umbrella girls who don't eat anything and <laughs> they have to look in the bikini. Kudos to them. But uh, yeah, I mean. Hey, they're who, athletes who, too. Who, yeah, right. Who, who's got the tougher job? job that day on Sunday, on race day? Come on. Mm. That's All an awesome right. recap, so, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, going down the line, uh, let's talk to some of our folks here. Um, yeah, Jeff Agner uh, mentioned bre2.net. Um, if you want to check that out, yeah, sure, why not? We'll do a plug. Peter Brock's business site, BRE. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it always got me, too. Yeah, bre2.net. Like, uh, that was a very early on domain selection, you know, and, and they, they stuck with it. They own it, man. It, it's unrecognizable. I mean, it's recognizable. You know where it's coming from or where you're going. You know, bre2.net. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So going down the line, Mike. Um. Obviously, Formula E is kaputs. Centra and Micro Cup Series is kaputs for 2021. Mm-hmm. So that is done. Um. We'll keep you updated as we step into 2022. Um. Again, interesting to see how Nissan's going to be doing Formula E for 2022, yep. and um and how they're going to continue that on. The I I still think it's a great investment for them. A lot of changes. I've seen a lot of marketing behind the formula E and formula one um, in the last like two or three months, some really aggressive articles talking about how people should be watching formula E versus F1. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but I will say that that it is a damn good series. So for those that have not checked out the formula E, it's worth the watch. Centra micro cup series. I absolutely think it's super cool. We would love a little more, um, um, race to race involvement. Uh, I'd like to see some more uh, in-car footages. I I just, I didn't feel like I got a lot of that this year. That's my only drawback from this last season. I still will wholeheartedly watch it, but I really want to see more in cabin footage. I want to talk to, uh, I want to hear a little more about drivers, how the, how the series is going as a whole, you know, I don't know. That's just me. And and it is a summer series. So those races, it's at least this year, it was, uh, uh, six weekends and it was two races a weekend so it goes it by fast. very fast yeah. and yeah. yeah so it was a little hard to you know keep up on a on a on a bi-weekly basis you know before we knew it you know half the races were gone but um if you go to uh the centra cup uh tv channel uh on on the youtube channel really good reviews uh really good features on some of the drivers um i think it's definitely a growing a growing grassroots league. Uh, I, I don't really see it going anywhere lately. They just added the Centra for God's sake. Before it was just the Micra, the Nissan yeah. Micra. So th- it is 
a, a growing league. Uh, more and more drivers gaining in popularity. So we definitely. I hope we see a Cup more. Series for the Z coming out for this new Z that's coming out. I really want to see a Cup Series. So yeah. um, I don't know if anybody's listening from Nissan. Hey. Cup Series. I'm just saying. You talking about Spec Z? Yeah. You think like a Spec, Spec Z type Z. of thing, yep. or uh, yep, yeah, yep, yep. Spec Z. Just uh, yeah, run it in yep. the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they got all the tracks out there. You got all the support. Tennessee's right there. I don't know. Just talking, but good point. Uh, going down the line, we've got uh, other things to talk about. We're actually doing a car feature this time, right, Mike? We are. We are. Uh, so I wanted to bring up this this feature, this segment. Uh, you know, every time to time we, we do call out a, a, a special type of car or build or something of significance. And I saw this and I just want to come to you uh, with this with this uh, feature as an F1 fan. Um, for those uh, not until recently, but, you know, it, for a long time, Infinity was they uh, a, a marquee uh, constructor uh, in the F1 league. Of course, they we're talking about the Red Bull team. Uh, back in the, well, let's just say uh, uh, they just withdrew, let's say two years ago. But uh, with the Red Bull team, they were also part of the success that one of their drivers had, Sebastian Vettel. He was a four-time, he still is, of course, a, a four-time F1 champion. And uh, little known fact, I found this, I found this ad. I'm going to, I'm literally going to show you an ad. Let's just go with it here. But this is a limited edition Vettel edition of the Infinity FX50, and I had never seen this until I until I saw this ad. And it's weird how I find these things. I mean, this this ad that you see here is from a Polish uh, buy sell trade ad. Of course, everything <laughs> everything's in Polish. I had to translate it to learn more about it, and then I started to dig deeper and get into the Googles and get into the uh, the YouTube videos and the Wikipedia of of, all, of everything, though. But this is a, uh, a 20, uh, 2013 uh, Infinity uh, uh, FX50 Vettel edition. Uh, of course, at this time, uh, Vettel was a two-time reigning champion. Uh, this was a special edition. This uh, kit here, I'm going to go through a few pictures, though. But this kit, uh, this version that you see here, was actually uh, – uh, Sebastian Vettel was very much involved in the uh, the creation to to create this special edition, and we're talking obviously the the aero the bodywork the aerodynamic work the suspension, uh, you've got uh, lightweight BBS wheels as a factory option. Um, going through the line here, uh, of course you got leather seats, stitching, uh, kind of a carbon carbon fiber inlays in the doors, also on the dash, uh, right there. Uh, you had. So the factory uh, engine uh, was is a five liter V eight. Uh, this one itself, uh, where is it at here? I had it. Um, actually, I have another article here for you. Uh, was pushing here uh, was a five four hundred and four hundred and twenty horse. There you go, four hundred and twenty horses. That's thirty horsepower more than the uh, S edition FX fifty. So uh, tweaks in the Tweaks in the engine. Uh, there was it was made it to a seven-speed automatic transmission. Of course, you like I said uh, the the suspension modifications all from the factory. These are factory options. Only a hundred and fifty were made. So the fact that someone's trying to sell one used on Facebook, this is kind of a rarity in its own to see one of these things. Uh, oh, this so 
So you got a juiced up V8 uh, sandwiched with a seven gear, seven speed box. Um, yeah, yep. man. Um, and a revised gear ratio. Wow. So Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Now Sebastian Vettel had some special logos. I think I mentioned it here. You can kind of see uh, his, his special uh, signature uh, logo uh, throughout the vehicle. Um from the factory, the starting price was $120,000. This particular ad, I had to translate this, by the way, but they're looking at six hundred over $600,000. <laughs> I'm like, it, it's one of 150. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's only been, well, it's going to be eight years since this thing's been out. It's an eight-year-old vehicle. Uh, I mean, it looks impressive. I really like what happened here, and I really love what uh, this collaboration that Vettel did with Infinity back then. Uh-huh. I'm reading uh, your little fact sheet here. 5.6 seconds to hit 100. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Zero, zero, sorry, zero to 60 in 5.6 is 100 kilometers. Everything's in kilometers because the majority of these things were sold in Europe. So, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, dude, that's it's an it's impressive, but you weigh your options on, on what yeah. you're doing, which makes sense. They only they probably just did it more of a of a showpiece. Yeah. It, how many of these things they pump out? 50? It says globally just 150 available, 50 for Western oh. Europe. And uh, by the way, that that hundred and twenty thousand dollars, had you bought it brand new from the Infinity dealership, also included a money can't buy motoring experience. And what that included was VIP <laughs> invitations to exclusive events, uh, HDPE training. Uh, you had F1 uh, sessions in an F1 simulator. Uh, you got uh, passenger rides in a three-seater F1 car, and uh, this got me. This is actually the funniest thing for me. Uh, it says here, uh, owners are able to track the production status of their cars on complimentary bespoke iPads, <laughs> which kind of gives you an idea. In 2012, 2013, of course, the iPad bespoke iPads uh, tracking the production of their of their order. Uh, through that yeah so. that was a thing for a hot minute you know like you would go to uh you'd you'd have these cars that would match up to these like f- flip cameras the, when those were a thing like these usb cameras that you would just plug in that was hot for a minute i remember bands were doing that for for a little while you would just get this flip camera and then you realize it was from china and it was like three dollars or ten dollars or whatever it took to to pump out the production cost of it and you're like this is garbage that's like <laughs> but you know at the time this is probably a pretty cool little feature. I mean, uh, yeah. at 660,000, I don't know, man. Um, it, it is super cool and super unique, but if you're one of those guys that go for the super cool, super unique, and you want something that's kind of one off mm-hmm. at the, when, when Vettel was the king of it all, which that was a long reigning time. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty cool, man. I, I would dig it. You know, and now if it was signed, Oh, maybe. oh yeah. Well, that too. I mean, and they did say that Vettel has one of his own. I think he has like the first one, sure. obviously, right? Sure. You know, F one inspired, sure. all this other stuff. Uh, I will say though, I mean, I, as a automotive uh, manufacturer, Infinity, I think it's uh, very cool that they partnered the way they did. Uh, you know, Vettel being the four time champion, four years in a row, by the way, and then you've got the, the, these last seven years, which has been a Hamilton dominance in f1 i haven't seen a hamilton edition mercedes i'll just tell you that much so <laughs> kind of you know gives the advantage to to infinity for 
or at least um and you probably won't so not yeah. anymore but yeah no yeah. <laughs> anymore but moving on we won't talk f1 politics but yeah i mean yeah. it's cool I, I you know these special production line cars um they're always interesting always cool to see and and kind of know about but um yeah i uh i'm glad it was made but uh i don't know if uh if I could get a get into that, yeah, moving cool. on, moving on, so. moving on. Uh, next <laughs> so, segment. Hey, what, what do you got? What do you got? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I saw here that you threw a back alley chat. I haven't seen a, us do, we haven't done a back alley chat in a hot minute. It's so. it's been a while, you know. You know, last time we had a, an interview, and uh, you know, it it takes a lot of it takes a lot of thought to really get a good back alley a good topic for back alley chat you know so i mean this one i thought was be pretty cool and i know uh miles you know yourself and myself we've been in the nissan community in the car community for a very long time we've made various purchases, many purchases not only of cars but car parts either being from um online distributors or just through craigslist and facebook so what i'm getting at though is that as part of back alley chat uh, the topic is deals. What kind of deals? What, what good deals and also bad deals? You want to kind of? I just want to kind of open the floor and let us share a story, at least one each of good deals that we've made, deals. bad deals that we made. And for those of that are with you with us online, comment in the chats. And once we're done, we want to share. Uh, Tell us whatever, about whatever. your good or bad deal. Tell us how good yeah. you burned somebody else, or how bad you got burned. <laughs> so, uh, and, I, and I'm talking uh, literally, literally, man. Uh, the, I'm sure you've may have experienced this in the past, where somebody will tell you a price, and you know in your mind to stay calm and give the money before he changes his <laughs> mind. That's one thing. And then what I meant by bad deals, and I have one of these, which is a deal where you later discovered. You discovered why it was cheap. It was cheap for a reason because there was something wrong. That maybe you were deceived a little bit when you bought it too. But I want to let hey, you go going, first, man. You're going into like huh? so many crazy stories. Like I've got, I've got an infinity. I've got a mountaintop full of just weird stuff like this, and you're asking me to select the top one. Um, ah, anything, yeah. <sighs> Let me see. I'd probably have to say this um, new Nissan sign that I bought. I mean, I've talked about it once or twice. Mm-hmm. I bought an eight-foot Nissan dealership sign for, I think I got it. It was so cheap. I forgot how much it was. It was like 120 bucks or something like mm-hmm. that, or $110. Massive. I mean, it's bigger than me, bigger than both of us put together. And it was like <laughs> one that they put in the gigantic sky. That's the one I bought. But the only problem is with the sucker, I had to go and pick it up in the middle of like nowhere. And then it took like, it wouldn't even fit in the trailer. It wouldn't fit in the box truck I had. And then it wouldn't fit in the trailer. So I had to like put it on top of the trailer and drive through like drive on the highway, super sketch style. Make sure this thing didn't catch air. But I mean, I got this at a really, really cheap price uh, of that. And I don't know. I would have thought a sign like that just. And who needs a sign, right? You know, it's like, that's super <laughs> nerd. Like, you know, that, the only reason I bought it just because it was so cheap. And, um, you know, but I mean, that's probably been the latest thing I've ever bought, you know. Um, okay. I so said the worst thing I ever got was like a, 
Uh, I bought a like a little L series L four series, uh, like an L twenty B engine um, for it. a car that I was building, um, and I was like, oh man, I got the I got the engine for like nothing for like a hundred bucks or something. Guy was like, no, it's perfect. Everything else, great. I go to start breaking this thing down, and it's got more more cracks in it than you know, like. Uh, an oh, old model's face. No. I mean, it just shot. <laughs> it's just trash. It's just a glorified paperweight. But you know, I mean, that's what what happens when you buy secondhand stuff, especially mechanical stuff. Yeah. You you're always going to be like that. You know, Datsuns. I mean, they're old and rusty, and sometimes you're going to buy it, and guess what? There's no floors left in the sucker. You know, you're going Very... to cut. Yeah. You're going to have to cut 40% of the metal out of this. And it's just, it's the way it goes. You're not going to find the survivors at this day and age anymore for the old 510s, for the roadsters, for the, the 240Zs. Just live with it, you know? Just get used <laughs> to the fact when you buy it, you're going to have to dump 40% of the metal needs is going to need love, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that's just the way that life is right now. But anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's my general stories on... Um, yeah, that, okay. that's my story. Sorry. Okay. You, I've got a, uh, <laughs> ah, man. Yeah. I, I've got a, I've got a few, man. And I'll make a, a few honorable mentions and I've got a pretty good one, I guess. But, um, right, hit me. actually in terms of recent purchases, right. I had those, those RPF ones. I got a set of RPF ones for less than 700 bucks. All four nice. corners. You got nine and a half in the front and tens in the rear, 10 and a half in the rear. Hell of a deal. In my opinion. Uh, I swear to God, they're probably stolen. I, I don't know. They look clean. They look. Clean. <laughs> it looks like they weren't taken off in a in in a hasty uh, in a fast uh, uh, quickly. In other words, um, other one was actually really funny. I I think which is um, I had for the 300 ZX the Z32 the HKS high power exhaust. Now that may not seem like such a big big deal, honestly, but it was the time which I bought it. And this was back in 2013. Uh, remember, at this point, HKS, the, the U.S. headquarters, had just shut down. HKS products were getting harder and harder to find in the United States at that time because, uh, I guess, you know, they were closing up shop temporarily. Uh, we, they're back now, but in 2013, it was getting scary to find a, a, a decent HKS product that they weren't charging you a premium uh you know, to ship it overseas and whatnot. On Craigslist at the time, I found a HKS. I'm talking mints, beautiful. I mean, very good condition. Uh, 300 bucks for a full HKS exhaust for the 300 ZX. I mean, factory price uh, for a new kit, you know, 600, maybe close to 700 at that time. Actually, you know what? I saw them going to close to 800. And uh, when I saw this listing selling it like like it's no big deal for 300, I called the guy immediately. And you know what's funny? I didn't even have a 300ZX at that time. I was without a 300, but I knew it was a deal. And I knew I was going to have another 300ZX anyway. So uh, I literally sat on it. I, I had this... I moved to, I moved this exhaust kit to like three different houses before I ever put it on a car. <laughs> <Cause> <laughs> because I knew it was that good of a deal. So that's how much, that's how much I knew. So... Uh, other honorable mention for me is the uh, the Datsun, my, my my little my little red Datsun here. I actually, shared. I don't know if I've ever shared very many pictures with you guys online, but this is the Datsun. This is how I got it the day I received it, and I got it for thirteen hundred dollars, seventy three thousand miles, original, 
had the original mud flaps. The interior was still immaculate. Complete factory AC. There you go, 70, 73,500. Got that for 1300 bucks, And uh, still have it. Still have it, man. Uh, last one from... Last one for me, dude, was the the three hundred ZX, my black one, the twin turbo. You remember that one, don't you? Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> so, we worked on that a lot. So, um, uh, all right, all right, let's take some. Uh, let's take some. Uh, uh, Amon had one. He says here, my last ninety three Pathfinder bought for a grand, had it for five years. I've uh, been across the the states three times the last four years. Lost Ooh. it last year. Mike Tyson punch by a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Totaled both, but he bought an I-35 Infinity for those that don't know. Came with the V6. Pretty nice ride. Should have not bought it. <laughs> uh. only, and they did not take it to a mechanic like they said. Oh, come on, yeah. So Sunday, Sunday uh, only drove it on Sunday's car. Yeah, those don't really exist that much. So twenty three hundred bucks with one hundred and sixteen thousand miles. Did not see the rust until later. Ooh. Mm-mm. East Coast. Yeah, now I, I'm not really much of a guy who buys anything East Coast. Pretty much from <sighs> like where San Antonio is in Texas. Yeah. yeah. Go, Houston is like. Maybe, maybe, maybe. and then and once it touches like the border of Texas and everything else, keep it. It's getting harder whatsoever. Um, But you buy all those desert cars out there. You know, uh, West Texas out. Um, Shoot, man, New Mexico, Phoenix, California. If you can afford to find something out there, Um, you know, and that that's the sweet spot, in my opinion, of where you're going to buy some cars, but. You know, sometimes you got to go to like if you want to find a five ten, you got to go to like Oregon, you got to go to Washington, because they're all over the freaking place. California, you know, um, I don't know. It's just it, it, certain cars you can find in certain regions because there's just more availability. Like if you want to find uh, like a two forty SX with an RB or something already done, yeah, or a two forty SX with an SR twenty shop california man i know the prices are a little bit higher but everything's already done and that, like because there was just so many of those freaking cars for the longest time i don't know yeah if you want to yeah. buy a 350z go back in time because they're all just <laughs> uh, would you, you say the 350s you think the 350 if not already you think the 350z is going to be is going to experience the drift tax in terms yeah, of rarity, it already did. And so the 240SX, so? yeah. yeah, the 240SX, the 350Z just got replaced with the 240SX. That's all it was. Um, you know, um, the, the, the 240SX market is just shot and weird and all over the damn place. 350Z market is exactly the same. 370Z market is kind of getting like that. But I feel like all these like younger guys that would destroy the cars and vape pin and go all <laughs> whatever they do now, you know, um, yeah. I feel like those guys are getting into like Dodge Chargers and Mustangs. And, and I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'm actually so, I, I don't know. the scene. The scene, if you will, you know, yeah, I've seen a lot of chargers, man, like that, you know. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah, if they get away from 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 using our, our Nissans, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, like I said, it, it's, uh, you know, what I miss is clean 
Datsuns and clean Nissans. Um, I don't know. And there's nothing wrong. And we support all types of modifications to your cars. You know, slams, tilted beds, slammed um, uh, mini trucks, you know, slammed Datsuns. We get it. We know you love it. But when it's done tastefully is what we dig here. Uh, Me personally, that's what I dig. So just like, I'm just... I'm tired of going to shows and just seeing garbage, like, you know, $4 stickers just slapped all over a car, you know, I just, mm-hmm. oh, and dents, you know, I'm tired of zip tie front bumpers. I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a decade of zip tied front bumpers, I'm kind of over it. Um, yeah. You know, just uh, Megan coilovers, nothing against Megan, oh, yeah. you know, but it's just like, I'm kind of done with like the $200 Megan coilovers all around. Like, I'm just, it, it, I don't want to get in a car and, and lose a filling, you know, in my teeth. Just <laughs> just, I, I'm over it, you know, like it's just, I, I'm, I'm into like clean, respectable stuff that pays homage to something. I'm really digging people, what they're doing with like livery cars. Like they're taking, just weird like Nissan Ultimas and they're doing them up BRE style um, or the old yeah. Datsuns and they're doing them up like a, a Datsun uh, 620 like a, or, a, or, you know, or they're, they're trying to do stuff. I'd like to see some of the old four by four Datsun stuff like the, like the 720. I'd like to see like Spencer Lowe um, equivalent cars, the old Nissan hard that's, body stuff. The old I would imagine that's coming stuff. too. You know, yeah, we, we talked about know. that just a little bit, you know, how the Frontier just recently kind of did that, the the, the, the livery of uh, the old hard bodies on the new Frontier. Now, I mean, I now that. from an enthusiast you know, perspective, yeah, to have one of those yeah. would be awesome as well. Yeah, that'd be super cool. But I don't know. We're just talking. But uh, yeah, let's move <laughs> along. So we, you, we're nerding out and we'll Spe- just uh, move well, on down the line. Well, you're right. Well, on the topic of um, of cars with a bunch of stickers and yeah, I kind of ratted it out a little bit. Sometimes, uh, you know, I do want to mention, honestly, we're, okay, we're getting near the end of car season. Think about it. It's already November. Car yeah. show season is drawing to a close. It's only in only a few areas where it's still fairly pleasant outside that you actually uh, have a car show that you can go to. Uh, the first one here uh, I'll share. Uh, let's go with. This is actually our only one right now. Of course, we're talking about Radwood. We've been talking it a few times here. Uh, essentially, this is an 80s and 90s theme party. You can dress up and then bring your 80s or 90s uh, vehicle with you. All makes and models are accepted just within that year, that 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 uh, that within those two decades anyway. Yeah, and the only reason we're really talking about Radwood at this point is because it got bumped. Um, so for those that yep. don't know, it was supposed to happen in Austin here recently. Um, unfortunately, Austin said no bueno um, due to uh, COVID restrictions. So they got kicked all the way to February 26th in Austin, Texas, um, this upcoming uh, year in 2022. So if yep. you're in and around the Texas area... It's probably a show I'd recommend checking out if you get an opportunity. So Now, there is actually this weekend, um, there is one in Southern California. It does not say the actual location, but if you, I'm sure if you go through Redwood's Facebook page, they might give you some more detail. But uh, it looks like here, of course, Southern California having one uh, in two days. So that is one. That's that's all the events that we have at the moment, Miles. Everybody's – yeah. Everybody's we're wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're getting they're going from car shows to, to in the garage to, to project season, eventually, you know, cool. trying to stay warm and then maybe do a few mods to their car while it's yeah. in the garage. So it's just that that, that time of the year. 
I would agree. Yeah, I mean, it's that time of year. So again, uh, for all those out there, um, yeah, we'll keep you abreast as we go into the beginning of the new year. Um, we'll let you know if any news comes through. We've got some exciting interviews uh, that will be, uh, be planned as we carry in. Uh, we, we follow through for the end of the year and carry into the next year. Can't release too many big names right <laughs> here, uh, but it's going to be noteworthy. Um, some of the ones that we've got coming down the pipeline here. Um, just in case uh, anything falls through, or we have to make a change in the lineup for 2022. Um, we don't want to mention those names, but I can assure you, keep tuned in. Uh, make sure you're subscribing, liking, and sharing our page to be up on what we're going to be doing here in the future. Uh, if yep. you have any questions or you know somebody that needs to contact us to talk about an event or uh, potentially do an interview, um, if you yep. are a driver, if you are an owner of a business that caters to the community, let us know. Contact us at info at nissannerd.com. Um, again, we want to give a shout out to our uh, new fans who have reached out to us and also want to give a shout out to everybody that's joined joined us here today um yep. again thanks guys for uh, for attending and giving us some of your feedback sharing some of your stories here with us here tonight <laughs> yeah like you said miles uh well said uh again if you are listening to us for the first time we are available on a t wide range of networks uh both on the uh, uh podcast networks you can find us on our facebook page uh, we have an Instagram and a YouTube channel. So uh, feel free to add, like, and subscribe uh, for us. If you also go to NissanNerd.com, there is a really nice uh, sort of directory. So if you do have your favorite, uh, as you can see here, uh, uh, NissanNerd.com, it'll help guide you to uh, the very different, many different ways that you can actually find us. So uh, feel free to go into that, though. But, uh, right. Yeah. Well, what, yeah, and I guess this is the point where we start wrapping up the show here. I just want to say, again, thanks to everybody for uh, supporting us as we finish out the year. A lot of changes that we have planned for 2022, um, a lot of a few changes to some of our structures and um, a lot of big news that we hope to give uh, start rolling out when we start rolling into 2022. Yep. So until then, I want to say to everybody, uh, get in your garage and make something cool. <laughs> That's right, man. Miles, uh, whatever you have left, you have a uh, give a cheers. Say kanpai, everybody, for you with us. Woo, kanpai. Woo. Uh, call it. <laughs> what is are you biting a flashlight uh-huh oh. i always have flashlights yeah does that look infected to you <laughs> what is, uh the doctor uh to quote one of my favorite comedians my doctor called me fat but didn't call me fat at the same time he had a flashlight and a tongue depressor and he says, open your mouth and say oink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's enough. I'm done. All right. Ah, all right. Night, Bye. buddies. Thanks, guys, for being here. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Night, guys.